Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live.
Jesus Christ. We thank God for another opportunity to worship the true and living God in spirit and in truth. It's another beautiful day God has made. We are very thankful and appreciative of it. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic, Life More Abundantly. Life More Abundantly. Jesus came that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Now, two things you want to understand immediately. If you are not experienced abundant life, number one, you are not allowing the purpose of Christ to manifest in your life. That's number one. You're not allowing. He came. That was his purpose for coming, that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. That's why he went through all of what he went through on the cross. That's why he died and suffered at the hands of even when all so that you could have life more abundantly. So we're not under life. We're accepting God. experiencing abundant life, then you are not operating in the purpose in which God put you here on the earth. So you're not letting God operate in his purpose, and then you are not operating in your purpose. You're not letting God operate in his purpose for your life, that is. Now, we looked at the capital A, and all of this is because of capital E, the thief or the adversary, the devil, who tricked individuals up and deceived individuals. We looked at John 10 and 10 and Luke 12 and 39. It brings us on down to capital B. The lawyer something to me. I've seen this before uh, quite like this, and, and, and I'm thankful for this particular revelation. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the scripture says, The Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground, or earth in the King James Version, and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life. Now, I want you to get that very good. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life from the Hebrew chai or chaya, meaning long life. But he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now, we're going to talk a little bit today about capital B in our outline, the tree of life, the tree of chai or the tree of chaya. Long life in the Hebrew. Tree of life. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you. We bless you. We appreciate you today, Father, for being who you are and doing what you do. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes of understanding at the appointed time and revealing to us secrets that have been hidden from the wise and learned, but you have revealed them to us, your little children. We appreciate you, Father. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We trust that as we study your word today, you will grant us even greater revelation and insight more in pleasing and perfect will. Forgive us of our sins and iniquities, sins of thought, word, and deed, which we have grievously committed against you, and we ask that you continue leading and guiding us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious Let's pray, amen, and amen. Life. The tree of life. Now, we see here Genesis, the beginning. We see so many things in the book of Genesis, chapter 2. We saw, we see how man got his start. We see how 
not far after that, how man uh, fell, and and then we see uh, God's original intention for man. We see so many uh, great things in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, and especially in in Genesis chapter 2. Now, as you look at the tree of life, now I've been seeing this for, for decades, but I'm just beginning to understand it, and I'm, I'm even waiting on the Lord to, to give me fuller revelation. God breathed into Adam the breath of what? Life. All right. Now, what I want to see is which came first, the breath of life or the tree of life. Now, this is, this is something we want to take a look at very, very quickly. All right. So we had the tree of life. From what I'm seeing here, the tree of life was already in the garden when God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Now, you say, Paul, Apostle, what, what is so important, the breath of life? Well, there were many trees in the garden. There were plenty. It was a garden. I mean, there were trees all over the place. But right in the center of the garden, God is even giving me revelation on that right now as I'm speaking. In the center of the garden or in the middle of the garden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there was the tree of what? Light. Now, man was created by God when God took the dust of the earth. God just took dust, dirt formed it in, into the, a body of a man, and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the breath of life. Now, you might would think that if God has put at our center the breath of life, that we, in a perfect garden, in a perfect environment, everything is beautiful, you would think that we would want to perpetuate that. He breathed into us, the breath of life. Now, it doesn't even, it, doesn't, it shouldn't even take a lot of examination. Here are two trees, one, the knowledge of good and evil, one, the, another, the tree of life. Well, what did God just give me? He just gave me life. So do I want to jeopardize life? Do I want to jeopardize my chai or my chaya, which is long life in the Hebrew? Many of us have sense enough to know that if we get certain vehicles, certain vehicles, they tell you don't use regular gasoline. They'll tell you that right off top, that you must use unleaded. And some vehicles will even go so far as to tell you you need a certain uh, grade of unleaded. You just spent $50,000 on this vehicle. And they tell you plainly, do not use regular or, one of the things they're saying, cheap gas. Now, you go right to the pump. I mean, just got the car off the lot and go and fill it up with regular gasoline and then wonder why it doesn't run right. Say, Apostle, what you got in God intended for us to run off the the fuel of the tree of life. Is anybody understanding what the Spirit is talking about? The fuel. God gave us life. He breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, 
And he told man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it, for on the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Man was meant to run off the fuel of the tree of life. Now, God said, Robert, you need to take my people a little deeper into this. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, come on, somebody, they are spirit and they are life. So what is God come back and saying to us? Now, it ain't like we can go get some fruit off the tree of life because God has taken that back up into the New Jerusalem. You wonder where the tree of life is. That's God has taken that back up. Now, will come a time when man will be able to eat from it again, but not now. So now, if you want life and you want your life to be maintained and you want to run right, just like a vehicle that we just bought that is requiring certain fuel, you need the right fuel, which is the word, come on, somebody, of God. Some of you out there, you're wondering why things not going right for you, why you just can't feel no joy, why, why life is so messed up for you, why your marriage is so on the rocks, why your church is in so much of a chaos. It's because you're not, you're not running off the right fuel. Mm. We're about to close this message tonight. God done said something to me. The words, Jesus said, the words, not the money that you make on your job. Not the power that you, you are wielding. Not the, the, the educational background. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So now here we are again alive with the chai or chaya in us, the the, the the uh, human spirit. And God is again presenting us with an opportunity to, to take the right fuel. You can't get mad with the manufacturer. You can't get mad with the car dealer. You can't get mad with the, the, the salesman that sold you the car if they tell you plainly that this vehicle takes unleaded and you run out there and fill it up with regular gasoline. Who you are going to be upset with other than you? You didn't put the right fuel in. And God said that many of you out there understand my voice, you're not putting the right fuel in into your life. You're not putting the right fuel. God said you need my word. You're not putting the right fuel into your marriage. You're not putting the right fuel into your family. You're not putting the right, in, the right fuel into your church. And you wonder why things are not working like they're supposed to. Tree of life. God said that's your fuel. That's to be your fuel. You want to maintain, I'm hearing God in the spirit, you want to maintain this perfection. You want to maintain this beauty. You want to maintain this close relationship with me. You want to maintain this communion with me. God said you want to keep a smile on my face because God said if you keep a smile on my face, I'll keep a smile on your face. Or you want to, or you want to jeopardize all that and put the wrong fuel in you. Oh, some of you out there, oh, you, you, you know a whole lot about good and evil. But what do you know about life, the word of God? Because the word, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So God's word operates in us today, much like the fruit from the tree of life would have operated in Adam. We're about done. We're about done. Now, look at verse 7 again. 
the Lord God formed the man from the dust. Now, the question you got to ask yourself, but now, now look at it because you got two components of man here. You got three, but I'm focusing on two. The Lord God formed a man from what? What did he form man from? Dust of the earth. But then he breathed into his nostrils what? The breath of life. So now you got man that is part earth or part this, this world, and you got man that is part God. Because the, the, the breath of life was from God, the earth was from this world. So we understand that we are beings that, that were always meant to be in this world. But we were meant to be in this world, connected with God out of this world. That's how we were meant to be. We are, we are physical beings and we are spiritual beings. Now I'm hearing God in the spirit. If you want to maintain your physical life, Do the right things in the spirit, all right? If you want to maintain your physical life, do the right things in the spirit. Now, God said, look, you can eat from the tree of life and your body never have to go back to the dust of the earth. Or... You can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and your body end up dying and going back to the dust of the earth, and I have to take my spirit right back with me. Man had, was faced with a choice. Man could have either stayed together in a perfect state or have to be separated in an imperfect state. If Adam would have eaten from the tree of life, his body would never have had to go back to the dust of earth because it would have never had to die, would have never had to get old, it would have never had to get weak, and his spirit would have never had to be taken back out of his body and taken back to God. He would have been, Adam would still be around today. Looking just as good as when God first created him. Oh, man, he'd be on all kind of talk shows. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to our great ancestors. Racism would not even be an issue. Many of the ills that plague our society, because remember, by one man, sin entered into the world. There wouldn't be any racism. There would nobody be arguing or upset because you black or because he white. Police wouldn't be shooting unarmed blacks. And, and, and black brothers that, that get upset wouldn't be uh, hiding behind stuff and shooting down police that had nothing to do with stuff. all that kind of stuff. None of that would be going on. And our great ancestor, Adam, oh, they'd be interviewing him. He'd be all on talk shows. We'd be all, everybody be around the TV, be like, Adam, Adam. Adam be come out, you know. Our great ancestor, had he not seen All of the perfection would have remained intact. But because he sinned, now his body has gone back to the, to the dust. The spirit has gone right back to God. And see, this is what happens when we don't do with things like God wants us to do. God end up, end up separating them or, 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 and taking them right on back. Where your body was originally, Adam, since you wouldn't do the right thing with it, let it go on back. Where your spirit was originally, Adam, which was, which was with God, since you wouldn't do the right thing, let it come on back. Now, where his soul is, I don't want to get into that.
I don't want to get into that. That's that's not that's a little above my my calling. But we can keep what we what what God is revealing to us is that as we use the fuel of life, which is God's word, things can stay together. Marriages can stay together with the right dose of God's word. Come on, somebody, talk to me in here. Churches can stay together. With the right. Every church that has ever split up has been a result of somebody not listening to the word of God. I don't care whether it was the second Baptist from the first Baptist, whether it was the, the, the somebody didn't want to listen to God's word. I'm not getting into who, whether it's the, whether it's the uh, 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 you know, uh, somebody didn't want to listen. Every marriage that has broken up, somebody didn't want to listen to God's word. One of the saints is hollering, flesh, flesh, flesh. Sinful nature, sinful nature, sinful nature. Every relationship, every close friendship that has broken up, somebody didn't want to listen to the word. Somebody. Every church that people have walked out of and left, somebody didn't want to listen to the word. Now, I'm not, that's not always the people that walked out. Sometimes the, the leadership in the church didn't want to listen, and people had to go. Why was it that the early apostles could not set horses with the Sanhedrin? Sanhedrin didn't want to listen to the word. The apostles chose to. So there was a conflict, and there was a split. So understand there's, there's God-ordained splits, and then there are Satan-ordained splits. God-ordained splits is when God, because remember, the scriptures say what well, God has joined together. Let no man put it asunder. Well, God said let no man put it asunder. God said what well, I join together, I, I can break it up if I want to. I can, God can break it up. He said let no man put it asunder. Just like the scripture says, what God opens, no man can shut. God said, I can open that and I can close it. God said, I can give you that job and I can take you that, take that job. I've been preaching this for years to some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. Some of y'all ain't been paying attention. Now some of you are paying a little more closer attention. We want to try to position ourselves so that God will want to bless us more. Now, what are we talking about? What we say the topic was? Life what? More abundantly. You mess around and don't want to do like God has asked you to do, whether it's with money, whether it's with congregation, whether it's with friends, whether it's with the word, and, and you'll be messing around living a life less abundantly. Some of you all out there still wondering, Apostle, why do you get up like this right here every day and be preaching and teaching and telling us about the Lord. Because I don't want to jeopardize the blessings of God. Getting blessed and remaining blessed are two different things. Getting in shape and staying in shape are two different things. Getting healthy and staying healthy are two different things. Everybody that get in shape don't know how to stay in shape. That's why some people get in shape, then they get right back out of shape. Everybody that get blessed don't stay blessed. That's why some folks get blessed, and then they mess around and lose their blessing. Adam was blessed beyond our little peanut brain's ability to comprehend. In perfect fellowship with God, in a perfect body, in a perfect environment, 
Adam saw things that we can't imagine. You say, Apostle, what are you saying now? Talk to us. What are you saying now? We, you, you sparked our interest in here. Adam saw the earth before it was cursed. Somebody ought to talk to me in here today. Adam saw, we, none of us have ever seen the earth before it was cursed. Adam, see, see we, I've been to some places in this world, children of God. Oh, my God, the, the ocean right there off of Western Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, my God, the, the, the mountains there in Narrow, in Gong Hills in Nairobi, Kenya. Oh, children of God, standing on the Great Wall of China, looking over into Mongolia. I have seen, I thank God, I have seen some beautiful, beautiful places. But God said, what you see, Robert, is the earth in a fallen state. Adam saw, first of all, I'm looking through eyes that are in a fallen state. Always keep in mind that we are looking through eyes that are in a fallen state. Death is still reigning in these mortal bodies. So we ain't even seeing from eyes as good as eyes were originally. And we're not even seeing an earth that that is looking as good as it was looking what? Originally, we're seeing through a fallen, even the Bible tells us that we see through a glass, what? Darkly. Meaning that we're not seeing a clear picture of God. We're not seeing a clear picture of our husband, of our wife, of our children, of our our ministry. We're not seeing a a clear picture. So we're already looking through a faulty lens and looking at a faulty picture. There's going to come a day when our eyes are going to be restored. And we're going to see things with the splendor and with the glory and with the, the beauty and the fullness that God originally intended. And we're going to look at a new earth because there will be a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. We're going to see the earth in its restored beauty and its restored glory. All right. God said, give it to me in human terms, Robert. Some of them, you, 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 you're getting too deep for some of, some, of, some of your listeners. So you bring it on down in parable form. Remember the show Pimp My Ride? Some of you, anybody remember the show? There was a show, Pimp My Ride, maybe, what, 20 years ago, 15, 10 years, 10, 15, I don't know, where, you know, these guys in, in California or whatever, people would come in with all broken down, looking vehicles and different things, cars being all kind of a mess. And these guys would take these vehicles and have specialists push rims and Engine guys putting in a new special engine and sound system guys and paint job guys and body repair. And when they roll that thing out and put the before and the after pictures, people would be so amazed. A lot of the same thing where you have guys, individuals come in and, and basically remodel your home and you see between and after. Well, you know, that's much on a small scale how God is going to do this thing, you know. Now, we, you know, we won't remember this earth in the, in the fallen, cursed ground state that we are in and, and, and different things. We won't remember these, these uh, um, bodies where sin is reigning and different things, but God is going to renew things, and they're going to be so, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became, and man became. Understand that God's desire for you and me is that we become, that we become 
something greater than the sum of our two of our parts. God wants us to become great men and women of God. God wants us to become great pastors. God wants us to become great great wives, great husbands. God wants us to become great great and man and the man became. God wants to take you from someplace and take you to someplace greater. So now, man, you are not just uh, 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 some dirt, some dust that's been shaped. You're not just a spirit or, 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 or a spirit in the mind of God somewhere. Now, I'm God say I'm combining this, your spirit with your body. And now, when those two react, you're going to become something. You're going to become something eternal. You're going to become something that will never cease to exist. You wonder, where were we before, before we uh, were alive in this, in this world? We were in the mind of God. God saw us in his mind. He saw a picture of us, just like a, a sculptor see a picture of the statue before he ever make it. You know, a painter see a picture of the, the masterpiece before he ever painted. We were in the mind of God. Well, now God has combined our parts and our elements to such a magnitude that we is here, that we are actually here. We are actual living, breathing, talking, walking, thinking manifestations of the picture that God had in our mind, in his mind. Now, here's the tragic thing, children of God, and God is dealing with me on this. God said, Robert, there's a picture I have in mind of you operating in my perfect will, and then there's a picture that I have of you operating in my permissive will. In other words, God said, I see, I see all the stuff that I would ever allow you to do that you did. Whether I wanted you to do it or not, I see that picture too. But God says, I have a picture of you operating in my perfect will. God says, Robert, I see the Robert I want you to be if you always listen to my spirit. God says, I see the picture I want you to be if you always walk in obedience to my spirit. God says, I see the picture of you if you, in my mind, if you always say what I tell you to say and do. God says, that's a very different picture. You say, Apostle, what are you encouraging me to do now? Because that's heavy. That, that is heavy what you have just said. I want to encourage you to strive to walk in the perfect picture, the perfect will of God for your life. Oh, we're about done now. We're about done. God says we can become just as Adam became. For a while, Adam was operating in the perfect will of God for his life. He became. He had to become that. He wasn't that when his body was just a, 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 a hunk of dust on the ground. He wasn't that when God uh, just had a picture of him in his mind. It wasn't until these some things came together. I want to encourage you on the sound of a, some things need to come together. Some things just need to come together. Our doctrine and our lifestyle need to come together. Our faith and our works, come on, somebody ought to talk to me. They need to come together. There are some things that need to come together in our lives in order for us to be what God wants us to be. Now the Lord had planted a garden in the east of Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. Now you need to understand. God said, this is important, Robert. Don't go too fast on this now because my people need to hear this. God said, I put Adam where I wanted him. God formed Adam and put Adam 
You say, Apostle, what did that mean to me? You need to be where God put you. You need to be where God, you need to be, in other words, you, now, now that we are being led by the Spirit of God, in other words, all that's saying is be where God told you to be. You want to operate in your God-ordained destiny. You want to operate in the perfect will of God. You must be where God put you, where God told you to be, where God wants you to be. Jesus came back from the dead and rebuked his disciples in Jerusalem because they were supposed to be where? In Galilee. So God, now, now understand, now, 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 now the scripture says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east of Eden, and there he put the man. The Lord God had planted a garden in the east of Eden. So what do we understand? In the east of Eden, that's where Adam's blessings were. That's where, that's where uh, 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 fruitfulness and uh, multiplication, all this was supposed to take place in the east of Eden. What if Adam had decided, I'm going to the west of Eden? I'm west coast. I'm doing west. I like the West Coast better. You say, Apostle, what you saying? Now some of us in the wrong city, some of us in the wrong church, some of us in the wrong marriage, some of us in the wrong or working in the wrong field. Some of us work wrong. You got to find out where God wants you, where God is putting you, where God is wants you to operate. Because the garden was in the east of the Eden, not the west of Eden. There, he put, there, you got to find out where there is for you. There, he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kind of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. Well, where was all this at? Where was all this abundant provision? Uh-oh, life more abundantly? Your abundant life is going to come with you being where God told you to be. Some of us not experiencing the abundant life. God so say you're not where I want, where I tell you to be, where I want you to be. You got to you got to know where God is, <laughs> where God has opened doors for you. All this was in the east of Eden. All these trees planted, all this abundance, all this here water and the east of Eden. Trees that were pleasing to the eye, good to food. And in the middle of the garden was the, were, were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the middle of the garden. You say, Apostle, where are you driving at? Even in the divine place that, has, that God has for you and I, there will be divine restriction. Even in the dime, divine, east of Eden, middle of the garden, two trees. Tree of life, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Every tree in that east of Eden, every tree in that garden, Adam could eat from, except. We're going to close out right Except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So understand that there are going to be, even, even on the most blessed job that God gives you, there are going to be some divine restrictions. Even in the most blessed marriage, I mean that Boaz that you've been praying for, that that uh, woman, there's going to be some divine restrictions. 
There is no blessing that will come from God that will not have divine what? Restrictions. Now, for those of you who wanted the definition of divine restrictions, just put down uh, 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 what God say no to. What God say no to. If you don't heed your divine restrictions, you will lose your divine blessing. Let's close out on that, children of God. I think God has said some very good things. If you don't heed divine restrictions, you will lose your divine blessing or blessings. Well, you all know the story. Adam did not heed the divine restrictions. He ended up losing many of his divine blessings. Now, what do we say we're talking about? Life more abundantly. So the more we heed divine restrictions, the more we receive divine blessings. And as we receive divine blessings, we have more life abundantly. God bless you, children of God. Have you to smile on each of you under the sound of my voice. Tree of life, the proper fuel is operating in our lives much like the tree of life was meant to operate in Adam's life. It's fuel. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you don't even know why. Bless your little heart. Bless your little heart out there. Keep right in, tuning in. Why you keep got to say this sermon? You done told your little friends, oh, I, got to, I got to hear this. Te- I got to hear this apostle Brian teaching the word. He's teaching us that. You don't even know why. It's because there is divine fuel, divine food for your eternal soul that each one of us got to have. I got to have the word. I be telling people I'm a word junkie. Just where I got to have it. I got to have it. When you come to grips with the reality and understanding that you are an eternal being and the only thing that will satisfy the eternity in you is the eternal word of God, you do a lot better. You stop fighting, kicking against God because uh, Family Feud on TV is not going to quench your eternal, your eternal soul's longing. Game of Thrones on TV is not going to quit. <laughs> One of those things is lab. It's not going to quench your, your eternal soul's uh, 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 appetite. Playing a basketball game, a great friend of mine sent me, sent me something on uh, Facebook today because we got a mutual friend whose son has made it to the NBA, and he was guarding Kevin Durant earlier today in practice or yesterday in practice, and they sent a picture of the two of them uh, going against each other. And uh, he said, you know, how he was enjoying out there in, in Las Vegas watching the NBA stars go against this mutual friend of our son. And I just sent him a, a little message, and we just kind of went back for That's not going to quench our eternal soul. See, Jesus asked the question, what profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose or forfeit his soul? Soul is one is the most precious thing you got, and you don't want it to end up in hell. I tell you that you don't, you don't. Now I know some of you don't even don't even know, and adversary got you blinded up. But you don't want that. You don't want your soul. People are calling in already. You don't want your soul to end up in hell. 
These souls that God has given to us, he has given to us, they may be saved. God wants you saved. Wonder what God, he wants you saved first and foremost. Because once you are saved, then he can begin to lead, guide you, and direct you, and put you in, want you to be, he might more abundantly. Listen to me out there under the sound of my voice. If you are not saved, you're not even close to abundant life. I don't care how much money you have. You got people, rich people, putting guns in their mouth, blowing their brains out every day. Because money is not the only component to abundant life. Power is not the only component to abundant life. Mammon is not a nice house, a nice car. These are not the only components to abundant life. The main component to abundant life is making sure that your relationship with your creator is where it is supposed to be. And the only way that is by first placing your faith in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. And when you get on the road to abundant life, may God continue to bless each of you and continue to smile on you. Let's get three questions here for some of the saints here. Huh? All right. All right. What what is what has God intended for us? Uh, question two. Uh, what was the original plane, the original fuel that God had for man? Explain the original fuel that God had for man. And question three, what was significant about the garden being in the east of Eden? How does that relate to us? How does the garden have to do with us? Thanks, you can reach us through email at christianschurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.rchurch.com. Back to backslash TV2's broadcast on YouTube and iTunes at 9 to 6 p.m. daily. Shoot call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. Let's broadcast the Christian Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. SMB. Our talk show homepage. You can tap and smile on YouTube and just name it. 